Right then, welcome or welcome back to the Midnight Podcast, where we have super in-depth, authentic, super transparent, open conversations with an array of different entrepreneurs from many different industries. I really want to make this a podcast known for going super in-depth on loads of topics that other podcasts are scared to speak about. I feel like most stuff out there these days is just super surface level, super vanilla, and doesn't really answer the questions that viewers and listeners want to hear. So that's what we're trying to do. Keep it real and keep it raw. I'm sure you'll get a huge amount of value listening or watching the pod wherever you are. And if you do, don't forget to subscribe, recommend it to a friend, leave a like and a comment and just let us know what you think. And yeah, really hope you enjoy this episode. This is the lifetime revenue of just one video, that dropshipping video. And that's in a year. So, you know, uh, the YouTube thing can be very powerful if you have a video that pops up. Right then, we're back with the Midnight Pod, and we have, as I was just saying, off camera, the first American ever on the fucking podcast. Cheers to that. Bring that in. Hey, cheers. Cheers to that, my brother. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Jordan Welch. Um... Another person that's like been in my network for a while, but we never really got to know each other that well. And then we had like mutual friends. I think we met like four years ago in Miami. It's a massive, was it four years ago? Like yeah, we met We met uh, in Miami during the 10X conference. Yeah, you remember that? that? Yeah, Grant yeah. Cardone, Shit, Miami. four years ago. Yeah, that was tw- like March 2018. 18. I was with all these guys from Europe that I had only known on the internet and we had fun. Yeah. You guys, these guys had rented. My, Tim Colwell, Eddie, I think was there. My yes. mate Adam was there, who's also been on the pod. These guys rented all the exotics. They were going crazy in yeah. Miami. Like I had never seen before at the time. So for me, it was a good experience. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. And yeah. then, yeah, I've seen like your YouTube shit grow. Obviously, I guess, how would I define you? I suppose you're a YouTuber, you're an entrepreneur and you have a SaaS business as well, right? Yeah, so I and would, then, I, usually I just say like, you know, I'm a YouTuber, I'm an entrepreneur, but morally just like a creative. Like I like creating products, creating videos, yeah. creating ads. I just like making stuff. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I guess first question as always, and we'll dive into loads of shit because it always gets a bit weird on this pod. Cool. It's kind of like, I know what probably a lot of people know about you on the, on the surface level, but like, I guess your background, like how you got started and all this shit, I think you're 24 now, right? Yes, 24. Yeah, it's two years younger than me. I feel fucking old. But yeah, like, <laughs> how did you get into all this? Like, where did you come from background wise? When did you get started? Right, so. You kind of bring us up to speed, I guess. Sure, so I was born in Fort Myers, Florida. It's a small town in Southwest Florida, um, pretty much just having a single mother situation. My dad, he's alive, but he wasn't really there in the equation. Um, so she did everything she could to raise us and she worked really hard, me and my sister. And yeah, we, we grew up, it wasn't like the world's hardest life, but we didn't have money, bro. Like it was like mm. food stamps and you know, we were borrowing money from family and stuff like that, but we got through. Um, but seeing that, made me want more out of life. I knew that I didn't want to wake up like 6 a.m. at my mom like like she did um, and do that lifestyle. So I wanted to start doing other things. So around high school, all my friends, you know, they started getting jobs and stuff like that. And mm. they were making money. And I wanted to do that, too. So I used to play video games like at a very competitive level. Call of Duty, yeah. game battles, trick shotting. Man, yeah, you know, it's kind of like almost cliche at this point. But that was my real life. So um, I was doing that very much every day, six hours plus. And I started editing videos for my friends that were successful on the game. Mm. And that was the first little money I started making. And then tried a couple different ventures over the years through high school. And nothing really popped off. 
I mean, we could break those ventures down. It was a lot of little things, you know, but nothing really popped off for me. I would get little wins and then go back to zero and little wins and back to zero. Um, and then things didn't really start getting good till after high school. Yeah. And th- those things you did, were they online or were they just like any form of hustle? A lot of them were on the Internet. Um, I resold sneakers. I started a clothing brand. Yeah. I hosted a sneaker convention in my city at 16. I rented out a convention center and we had like, I, I had sold like 200 tickets, 250 tickets. That was fun, but we lost money. Yeah. You know, like, so things like that, like things that looked good on the surface and I identified as an entrepreneur mm. at that age, but I had no money. I, my goal was to be a thousandaire, bro. I wanted to have a thousand dollars. I didn't yeah. have a thousand dollars and that was all I wanted. I never got that until I was way older than 17, 18, you know? Yeah, fucking hell. So high school, you said things started to pick up. Yeah, so I graduated, and at that point, I had taken a break from business because I hadn't had any success. So the last year, I just did senior year, enjoying it. I had a girlfriend, you know, just whatever. And after I graduated, I was like, oh, no, like, I missed it. I I Mm. didn't study for the tests. I'm not ready to go to college. I don't have money saved up. I never had a job, and I'm still that entrepreneur, but haven't had a business yet yeah, yeah so I just end up going to college and um, I went to Florida Gulf Coast University it's a good school in Florida small school and I tried my best I got good grades but I really knew that wasn't for me mm. so the first yeah, summer after that year is when I started uh, my first e-commerce business well I guess the clothing brand was e-commerce too yeah, right yeah, but like yeah. you know what I'm saying my first Shopify store and I didn't stop on that that's really the thing that was the first one to pop off yeah so High school in America, right? That's like you finish at 18. So uh, like yes, you finish here. at 18. And then yeah. college is like university. So yeah, uni. Yeah, yeah, uni. Because yeah, yeah. I went to uni and dropped out twice and then eventually dropped out fully. But do you, in America, do you, do you choose a specific subject at college? Or is it like more general or what? You do, but because I didn't have good grades in school, like I, they weren't bad, but when I got to college the first year, I had to make up like certain credits so that I could choose the major. So bro, I was in college paying to do like algebra and like reading and you know what I mean? It's fucking expensive Economics. In America, like Like, you don't get student loans in the same In one year of college, I racked up $21,000 of student debt. Yeah, fuck. And that we don't we don't have that money. I have my family at that point in time. So yeah. you just got to say one day I'm gonna figure it out, you know. Mm-hmm. But here's what was good about that two uh, twenty thousand dollars. We didn't spend all that on tuition and room and board. So they actually end up giving me the leftover amount, which was like two thousand dollars. Yeah, and that was the budget that I used to really start my uh, Shopify store. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, fuck, I can relate. I remember being nineteen in uni working in a burger bar like it sounds like a made-up story but it's actually true and i would, I would run facebook ads drop shipping mm-hmm. back in like 2015 16 back when it was super fucking cheap yeah on my break with like the 50 pounds i had in my bank account but it's, it's always similar like so you only had fucking, 50 and you were just running ads to zero and then just doing it i had like a, a fucking overdraft probably of like 500 as well so like, right, yeah it was like it, it's always funny looking back that far because I'll get DMs and I'm sure you get fucking loads of them. Yeah. Saying like, how do you get started? How do you get started? And so I was like, I don't actually remember how I got started because look, like if anyone was in that situation now, I'd be like, fuck, that's impossible. Yeah. But you just figure it out. I think it, it was like that too. Like there was never a day where like, I'm going to do this. It almost felt like I was always supposed to do this and I yeah. just sort of found my way through it, you know? Yeah. Completely fucking relate. So how far into college then in terms of like years and time? 
two semesters. So that's one full year in college in yeah. America. So, you know, that was that was hard. But I, I actually got straight A's. And I never got mm. straight A's in high school. But I wanted to just, like, try to see am I an idiot? <laughs> and yeah. then I just like worked as hard as I could and I did it and I was like, well, that was a fucking waste of time. So yeah. So you dropped out after two, two semesters? Well, oh. no, it didn't work that sweetly because I went yeah. back for the summer and I was living with my mom um, and I wanted to get an apartment this time instead of living in the dorm room. Mm. That was like my number one goal. I know it's materialistic, whatever, but we saw yeah. this one super fly apartment right next to college. Nobody had anything like it. So me and my best friend, we were like, that's our goal. Now, his financial situation is a little different. Like, his family helped, and he's good. Like, But for me, I needed to come up with that money without getting yeah. a job. So, bro, I took that 2K with me and my best friend, and we just started learning about drop shipping and testing products every day on a general store. This is old strategy. This is Love not what shit. I would recommend today. Yeah, yeah. Classic. But that's what we were doing, and I was testing all type of bullshit. And eventually uh, started to see some success, and I scaled that business past 100K a month within the first six months, and that was right when school came back. So... I had enough bread to move into the apartment now. I was in class, sitting in the back, working on my store yeah. so I don't get evicted. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I just went into the guidance counselor, whatever he's called, and I was like, yo, I don't want to go here anymore. And he's like, why? And I explained it to him. He's like, all right, go for it. And I was like, cool. They weren't resistant to it at all. Yeah, fuck. It's such a similar story to me, actually. That's crazy. Like general stores and shit. So how did you figure out those first bits was it like facebook groups i know for me it was facebook groups back in like 2015 16 back when they were popping like econ communities it's like discord is now yeah how was it for you the facebook groups were a big part of it mm. for sure but i was also watching youtube videos yeah, you know sure. um but what i was doing too was i was actually messaging people a lot so i would be in the group like that annoying person that's like if i see somebody that hit 200 dollars a day i'm like so how, how did you do that like can we get on a skype call for five minutes like yeah, even yeah. though these days i don't normally like jump on a five minute skype call sometimes i actually do yeah. but yeah a lot of people did that for me early on and i would just ask them questions and just listen and say thank you and just move on and like i would try to absorb knowledge from everybody as i kept climbing with the ladder and i do that today that's what yeah. I do every day. I, I don't care if you're rich or famous, like we can learn from each other and that's yeah, how we grow. Be inquisitive for sure. Yeah. Yo fellas, quick one. First bit of promo for the pod. You may or may not have heard, I released a fucking e-com course a few months ago. Basically spent like six months making it because I was in between businesses, as you probably know, if you follow my shit. I must say, 12 hours long, it's fucking quality content. I was gonna drop it at like 1500 quid with some bullshit guru-y webinar and all that rubbish, but as you know, it's not my main thing. I'm working on a new brand right now, very, very fucking much in the trenches, which is why I think it's actually a better course than everything else out there. It's built on real experience of my brands in the past and my current one. I think it's super, super valuable. If you're interested in e-com, you're already in e-com and you want it to get into ecom zero to one starting a brand from scratch then definitely worth investing in link is in the bio of this video or podcast spotify apple music wherever the fuck you're listening or watching and enjoy the rest of the pod so were you running this business with your mate or are you just living together no we were um different friends uh, so mm. I started the business with somebody else. We didn't live together. And then I was living with uh, one of my best friends. Yeah. He was just focused on college. No work, nothing. Just. And when was this? Like 2016? 2017. 17? Yeah. Um, because in 2018. The golden days on Facebook. And shit. Man, that is, man, 
I'm gonna cry thinking about it. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. It's so but different. It really was, and um, I felt like at that time I did run into some issues though, because I had developed a strong sense of ego because I had the best apartment out of everybody I knew in in my college. I had money. I dr- dropped out, which was always my goal, mm. and you know I just started being a little reckless. I would say not too bad, but just not being as hardworking and responsible as I was. Um, so. To get back into shape, I was like, I need to do something else. And that's Mm -hmm. when I started doing YouTube videos again. Uh, So at the end of 2017, I started doing that. And that really brought a whole new wave of motivation for me, for real. Um, And now I was doing e-com and YouTube at the same time, which some people hate on. You know, I don't understand why, but yeah. Were you just like documenting the process initially? Yeah, bro. If you if you this is real life. If you go watch my first video, I had zero subscribers, zero views. It's just mm-hmm. an educational video teaching about what is e-commerce. I made a PowerPoint. I turned on my webcam and just started recording. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for me to do that. I didn't have a course. I didn't even make a course for like two years. You mm-hmm. know. So I just actually like creating content and uh, education is a passion of mine. You yeah. Know? So. And how long were you in college before you officially dropped out? Then one year. Just one year. Yes. And then in terms of scaling the business, was that purely Facebook ads, I'm imagining? Yeah, I was a a rookie at the time, even though I was making money. I I didn't understand a lot of the things I understand now. Mm. Some of the biggest mistakes I made back then were I would run up a product and then instantly try to get a second product to go alongside it instead of trying to just build that one up. I didn't manage my cash flow as effectively as possible, yeah, um, which, you know, I, I, I read your story. I, I read how that affected you. Um, so I didn't have credit cards at the time either. And mm-hmm. we dealt with Shopify holds, PayPal holds, all these yeah, things. It's like you feel up. like the king and then In you the feel trenches. like a bum, like instantly. Yeah, you know? facts. <laughs> so relatable. Fucking hell. I feel like a lot of people that watch this pod are definitely a bit younger and probably, well, I think they're a bit younger. And like, yeah, fuck you. It's almost like a meme looking back at like general store dropshipping because yeah. that was exactly the shit I was doing. It was what all the guys that we know mutually were doing at the time when it was yeah. like super fucking easy. So I can completely relate to like getting a big ego. And people were doing it big, man. you know? Like, yeah, like it was a million a, a month. Yeah, shit. I seen it all. I remember man. Jordan um, Smythe was doing yeah. those numbers. He's probably watching this. Yeah, he's a go. I, uh, my friend Vince told me about him. Yeah, Vince he's, Wang. Yeah, he's yeah. like, there's this guy, Jordan. He I did like a six-figure day. I'm like, who is that? We got to meet. Yeah, and then yeah. we met. I and he's a, he's a good guy. in Singapore originally yeah. in 2017. Yeah. Shout out, shout, out, shout out to Jordan. He's a legend. Yeah, yeah. And his little bro. But yeah. Yeah, Harley. Yeah, fucking legends. And they're really good mates of mine now. So like how much time are you spending? Is this, this obviously became a full-time hustle. Like, were you like, did you have a social life at this point? Or were you like, fucking, fuck this, I'm going to make money, I'm going to build stores? Well, my college was kind of whack. Like, the the girls weren't that good, the parties weren't that good. Yeah. The college itself was beautiful, but there wasn't like a, I tried it. We went to the frat parties and we went to the little apartment parties. But like, the best things ever were when we had our own parties, but that's besides the point. So yeah, during the day, I didn't have anything else to do except for to work. Yeah. Um, so I would go to the gym, read, meditate, work, run, Monk ha- pretty much, but it didn't feel like forced, yeah. you know, it's just what I wanted to be doing. Um, and then now with the addition of YouTube, I had to do it. Like my YouTube game was very different back then to what it is now. I was making two videos every like week, three videos a week, like almost daily content I was creating. Um, yeah, I've changed my ways, but that's was what it, I was doing. That, was that all about e Or was that like day in the life shit? 
no day in the life but e-com and like uh mindset because i read i I used to read a lot i I still love books but i don't read like i used to Um, and i would read and i would kind of break down what i learned from books and stuff like that yeah yeah for sure yeah so bring us up like i guess like two years from there then to 2017 to maybe like 2019 like what happened during that period that's a low year why that's a low 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 time for jordan so all right so i make my money right and i'm sitting on my first little six figures i got some money now i think i'm like lit so Mm -hmm. then i'm like okay forget fort myers like i'm moving i'm trying to go live in la like even though i love all these people i can't be around these small-minded people Mm -hmm. like these are real thoughts that i had not my family yeah. I'm not talking about my family or my best friends. I'm talking about like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I completely That doesn't that. need more explanation. Yeah. So I was like, it's time to go to LA. So I did research. I found my dream apartment in downtown. I somehow finessed the exact same apartment that I found. Same unit, same view, everything. Yeah. I took a trip there. I signed the lease, the first trip. And then within, bro, I put like two months on myself to move. And I just picked up and moved from... If you know geography of America, yeah. Florida to California, I went from one coast all the way to the other. So my family gone, everybody. And that was the next chapter. And that actually was the right decision. A lot of good things came from that. But during that time, you know, I was very distracted because I'm young. I'm like living in L.A. Not distracted because I'm partying, but like I'm just trying to deal mm. with that. I'm trying to learn how to be an adult in a yeah. new city that's completely different from where I grew up at. So, you know, it was a lot. But I had this business that I started, uh, my software company, Viral Vault. Yeah. Um, and around 2019, I didn't have an e-commerce business that was running. The general store that I had built had sort of died off towards the end of 2018, mm. just due to poor management. Yeah. And my YouTube channel, I had been posting two videos a day for a year. The proof is there. You could go look at it. None of them get views. So, I'm, bro, I'm like... I'm working so hard every day and nothing's working. Viral Vault, making mm. no money, e-com, no money, YouTube, no money. And I'm just burning the last bit of cash that I have slowly but surely, you know. Um, so then I had a little situation that happened with my business partner at the time. I'm not going to go too deep into it, um, but I had to start over from scratch with Viral Vault. Mm. So I used the last bit of money that I had to rebuild that company. And again, my overhead in LA to live is like five racks a month. So I'm like yeah. down bad activity at this point. <laughs> yeah. And I build Viral Vault again, brand new platform, new everything. And we launch and it doesn't really pop off that well. So um, I had spent that next year trying to grow it just in survival mode in LA, like just stress, smoking weed every day, just like not in a Bye good, idea. not in a good mojo at all. And it got to the breaking point, bro. When COVID came around 2020, mm. I was like, okay, you got to get out of LA and you need to go back home. So I just went home and lived with my mom again. It was only for like two weeks, but like while I was there, I was looking for a place somewhere in Florida. So I toured a bunch of places and yeah. I found a spot in Miami. And honestly, bro, when I moved to Miami, like everything got way better not even when I moved to Miami when I moved back to Florida because mm. that's when I started my brand that's when I started doing YouTube again and as a result of me doing YouTube Viral Vault popped off again so like everything was struggling for years and then when I moved my environment and changed some habits in my personal life yeah it went up and I've been riding that momentum since then so going back to LA then how long did you spend that toe? Like almost three years. Oh shit! Like two two years plus. And why did things start to fall off? Did you just get lazy, or 
like the market was harder because like obviously Facebook came in with like feedback scores and shit. I remember all that. Dropshippers were falling off left, right and center. Yeah, it was definitely a tough time for that. But I don't think that's what it was because still at that time I was surrounded by people like Vince Wang and Jad Kantari and like these real successful e-com guys that Mm. I knew every day were hanging out with, were making money. So the issue wasn't that. I had all the strategies. I had everything I needed. It was personal. I'm trying to do 10 different things, right? I'm partnering with uh, this guy to do an event. I'm partnering with this guy to do a store on the side. I'm doing coaching. I got my course. I got YouTube. Yeah. Bro, I'm all over the place. So I'm making 2000 a month here, 5000 a month here. Nothing is popping off, and they're all on the brink of collapse. Yeah. They're all making Spread money. too thin. Exactly. So, um, and I think that's just a direct result of me just being young and inexperienced and not really educating myself on what do I need to do at the time. And also not just picking one thing, like for people watching, if you got 10 things you're doing, you probably just focus on one and you'd probably be happier and start seeing some results. Yeah, fucking hell, I completely agree. That's yeah. the problem I had in 2020, running two brands. Yeah. And one of them went, you know, wrong. And that, that story is history. It's tricky, yeah, man. Yeah, I can fucking really relate. So, viral ball then, for context, people that don't know. Um, you basically built a platform that helps people get started doing what you had done, right? Because you saw a market for that. Yeah. And it's kind of a template in a way, right? It gives well, them products, gives yes, them trends. Exactly. To exactly. I call it like the all in one e com toolkit. So everything you yeah. would need to get started with your own store. Um, in, in, in my uh, like years of running this business, we've seen hundreds of people, um, perhaps even a thousand people plus that have been able to get their first sale and get started. Some people going on to make six figures a month. Some people going on to build multi seven figure stores. So it's good to see. Um, I'm not saying it's the world's best thing ever created, but it works. Like people get results with it. So, and I'm proud of it. So, you know, it's, it's still running now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been four years since I started that. I started at at the end of 2018, but it did not make money for two and a half years, three years. So, um, really this last year, like, you know, we went from almost uh, like having no money in the bank account to we got almost a second two comma club award on the way. So like that's just what happened. It, and it didn't make money because it cost so much to make or because you just weren't selling the subscriptions. I had no effective way to get customers um, yeah. because I was trying to run ads. So I was doing all this complicated stuff. And I'm not against it, but I was trying to run ads to lead gen, run email sequence, see if they come through. Like, And then I would try to run ads directly to the landing page. I tried mm-hmm. YouTube ads, tried a high ticket product on top of the software to like, bro, I feel like I tried everything except for the one thing that I feel like I was innately good at for my whole life which is just making organic content and and driving traffic naturally um is it the world's most scalable like maybe not but like maybe it's actually good if you do it right it's free yeah it's interesting yeah yeah i I started to realize the power of organic just from this pod which is like one percent the size of your youtube channel (laughs) so yeah it's pretty fucking mad because you can build like you can go so deep with organic yeah definitely And like people feel like they fucking know you and shit yeah, I think that's like one of the best things is like you can really you. connect with people like um, even if they never met you and that's important. Like, yeah, important. 100%. yeah. So move back to Florida in what twenty 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 twenty. Yeah, 
just before COVID or when COVID the, the, the heart of COVID, like July. Is that why you moved? Well, bro, I was living downtown LA. They were boarding up my neighborhood. There's riots going on. Yeah. People getting stabbed and shit like downstairs. It's like God, not it good, dude. It was a fucking mad time. It was, it was crazy it was like in LA. Yeah. It was crazy in LA, bro. I think LA might have had it the worst. I can't speak for the whole world, but wow, it was crazy. I had to leave. Yeah. And did you feel like you were leaving anything good behind in LA? Because like, I mean, LA gets mixed reviews, I feel like, from people that don't know it and people that assume things about it. It definitely gets mixed reviews. Um, I did feel like I left some good behind. Some of my best friends live in LA. Mm. Um, still do. I was just there a couple of days ago before I came here. Yeah. And the mountains. There are no mountains in Florida. The best thing we got is a bridge. Yeah, true. So, you know, uh, I do love to go hiking. I used to hike every single weekend. I did that for two years straight. I went to all the major trails in LA and Malibu and Glendale. And I'm really into that, but I don't do that much anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you living by yourself in LA the whole time? Yeah, the whole time. Fuck Which was, you know, that was its own thing. Sometimes I'd get uh, homesick and me and my mom are close. So I would speak to her all the time. Mm. Um, I never had a girlfriend in L.A. So I was really like solo Th lone wolf in, in Los Angeles. It's possible to find a girlfriend in L.A. Sure. It's possible to find a girlfriend anyway. Is it harder? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I definitely you can find a girlfriend in L.A. Come on. Out of all the places. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, baddies in L.A. And they're like yeah. successful sometimes, too. So it just feels like everyone's a fucking Instagram girl or some, or some shit. That's true. Are you, you wouldn't date the, the popping Instagram girl? I don't know. Maybe I feel like I'd be too insecure to do that. Why? The DM game? Like, the DM game. It's like you want a girl that's unknown. Yeah, you think, it's impossible these days. It's impossible. Yeah, it's true. You know, Drake slides in there. Does she yeah, go? Exactly. Does she go to Maddox or does she stay at home? You yeah, know, what exactly. does she do? It's that whole thing. I don't know. It's like you want a really hot girl, but then they've got a shitload of followers usually. And then it's yeah. like, uh, now I feel you. I just started dating somebody actually. Like we not doing like she's not like Instagram famous celebrity like type mm. thing. Like, and I actually appreciate that because I've dated girls that are like more on the bigger tip. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. I feel you about that, bro. It's like. But at the same time, yeah. even the girl with no followers is going to have dudes DMing her too, you know? So Yeah, true, true. Yeah, it's just the fucking, it's a game in it. Like, Instagram is a dating app, right? It's the best one. It's the best one, for sure. Yeah, but it's tricky too. That's why you got to have a good profile. So going back to Florida then. So you go back 2020, start of COVID. Is stuff still pretty shit in terms of work and what you're focused on? No, nah, I felt dialed. You know why? Because um, I, I mentioned this earlier, but I was smoking like every day. Mm. Um, and when I moved to, uh, back to Florida, I was like, you got to stop smoking. So at yeah, that time, right. I just completely cut it out. Um, and it was very hard because um, this is a personal thing, but my mom wouldn't really care. Like she actually smokes. So I'm back in my mom's mm. crib and it's right there in front of me and I'm trying to stop, but I end up quitting. And that made me very bored. <laughs> like, like I was like, okay, well now my brain is like, there's nothing to do. So, and I'm at my mom's house sleeping on the fucking couch. I was just in LA looking at the Hollywood sign three days ago. Yeah. So I'm like, I got to get back to it. And that was probably the hardest, not the hardest I've ever worked, but like, I felt like limitless pill mode. I would stay up to like four in the morning. Like mm. I, I don't do that. And actually I do. I edit videos very late, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I just started locking in, bro. And um, I made a, a store to test products. I showed it in my new video. It's like a hybrid store. It's like a very high quality general store. It's yeah. branded. It's super cl clean, usually in one niche. Tested like four products. That's all it took. And then I found the Sleep Band, which is the product that I sell today. And I scaled that thing to around like 30K a month. Took all that money and really tried to improve the product. And I've been running it now for about two years. Yeah, sick. So where was YouTube at this point then? Because obviously now I know it's a massive part of what you do. 
How yeah. big was the YouTube and how seriously were you taking it? YouTube has always been the secret love of my life and now it's public, but yeah. that's like the thing that I love on this earth more than anything is creating videos. It's, mm. I've done it. I told you that was the first thing I ever did. Um, and even before I made money doing that, I was making videos with my friends. They're all on YouTube now. We're not going to pull those up, but you know, we had basketball yeah. videos and skits and like all kind of stuff we were doing. So I've always loved it. I never watched TV. It was always YouTube. So I wanted to always do that in 2020 after the store started doing well again, I said, okay, this kid, this is my return moment. Like it's been over a year. I haven't posted. People want to see a video. Even though I only had 20,000 subs at the time, Mm. I dropped my first video again and it was about e-com and what I've been up to. And I haven't stopped since, but that year following 2021 was when I was like, okay, these last two videos you posted, they suck. So are you going to do what you did last time and post shitty videos over and over and over again? Or are you going to learn how to make a YouTube video? And like, that's what I have not stopped doing since then is like, I learn about YouTube every day. Like I'm here with my friend, like Teo and like, he knows like we are weirdly meticulous about the videos. Like the detail is crazy. It's like, it's all I think about. It's yeah. all I usually want to talk about, but yeah. Fucking sick. I love YouTube, man. And it really grew a lot in that year because I went from 20K subs to 200K subs in one year on that uh, 2021. So Fucking hell. Yeah, and, and I never... you ne- took a year off prior to that. You yeah. said, you know, a year with no videos. A year, no videos. So basically starting again. Yeah. Fucking but it was like a re, like revival type thing my yeah, whole style yeah. changed the whole not yeah. not me but like kind of my, my hair was longer the video stop quality was crazy it was totally different it was like a new thing and yeah. um yeah i just grew the channel so that's pretty much um how it got started at this point right then you've probably seen or heard me speaking about space goods over the past few months it's a new brand that i've been working on essentially the next generation wellness brand and our first product remedus version one is an all-in-one super powerful daily powder concoction blend designed to unlock your supernatural self get you into your prime creator state to do your very best work experience sharper focus sustained energy and a zen-like calm throughout the day just like a psychedelic microdose but it's legal you're allowed to actually buy it in the uk and across the world and this is really the first product and the first version of the first product in a much longer vision i think i'm building a brand for an industry that isn't really even there yet it's largely illegal still across the whole world but i think that's massively changing and i really think space goods is going to be positioned as the first uk brand in this space ready for a market that's going to explode so yeah really appreciate if you go check it out rainbow dust version one Right, so 2021, you've got to 200k subs. Is this by the start of 2021? No, the end of... So I had 100,000 subscribers in May of 2021. So yeah. I gained 80k subs in like a couple months. But, you know, it, at that time, I wasn't like numbers guy. Like I was literally like content, content, editing, editing. The number part was like coming as a result of yeah. that. I wasn't like how can I scheme 100,000 subs? It was mm. like, how can I make good YouTube video? You weren't, like, you weren't doing Mr. Beast spec, like fucking just run the numbers. Yeah, I mean, I do look at the numbers, of course, yeah. but like, I'm not really doing it for that. I'm just thinking, how can I make the best video? And that's what I still think to this day. You I mean, you posting every day? Hell no. I post once a week. Quality over quantity at this point. Yeah, and even these days, it's not, 
I used to do every Friday post a video, but now it's like once a week um, when the video is done. So that way we're not rushing and we are creating the video that is the best of our ability. Mm. Um, I think we can eventually get to a schedule, but right now it's like to get to the quality that I'm trying to be at, it takes time. Yeah. These videos take days to edit. And what was the focus then, like content wise? Obviously when you got started, you're just documenting like how to fucking start a store. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of your stuff, but for people yeah. I don't know. Well, in that, that second phase, the, the other phase of growing the channel, mm. it was all about documenting. This was my pitch. Uh, I'm currently documenting the entire journey of building my e-commerce business with as much transparency as possible. I yeah. say that. I say that. In, if you watch any of those videos, I say it every time. So that was like yeah. the that was the mission statement or the goal. So that's what it was. I would post videos about new things I'm learning about that I haven't seen other people like YouTube ads and uh, automating the business and hiring employees and obviously the clickbait stuff like easiest way to start drop shipping and yeah. you know how to start with this much you know videos about the 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 uh, topic, but. Because I have been in that industry for so long and I've seen so many videos, I kind of saw certain areas that were missing, you know, in the e-commerce, YouTube, dropshipping, whatever world. Mm. So I try to fill those gaps. What do you think was the, the most important piece of like growing? Was it like the content, the authenticity? Like, was there certain things that subscribers would like message you about and that you think differed yeah. you from like, because obviously loads of people make like dropshipping videos or whatever. I think first it was there. like, <laughs> I think first it was like seeing myself as a YouTuber, like mm. mentally. Yeah. Because like, if you don't actually think that you can do it, you're not, like if you don't think you are capable of producing a movie, like a high level video, yeah, yeah. you will never make a movie in your life. It just won't happen. So um, that was a big part. But more practically, um, it was really just thinking about the viewer and like guiding them through the video and making the video interesting to watch the whole thing mm. and the titles and thumbnails. So getting them to click and getting them to watch the whole thing or as close to the whole thing as yeah. possible. And there's a lot of little things that go into all those, but and that's how, the big how picture. How long were you going for usually like in mean? terms of like, how long was the video? Was there like a set amount? Well, like we, a sweet spot? I've experimented a lot and I, every video is an experiment. Um, for the new video that I'm doing this week here in London, it will probably be a little longer than my previous ones. But I try to go from eight to 12 minutes in that range. Mm. Yeah. Obviously for like a podcast that makes no sense. Like this content is its own thing. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like the average view time on this is like 25 minutes. So people obviously get bored and don't watch fucking. Yeah. But 25 minutes. minutes is a lot. I've yeah, never had that like, on a video. Yeah. Like a few thousand people watching for 25 minutes is obviously better than, you know, a million people seeing a picture on Instagram and just mm -hmm. fucking scrolling past or like a TikTok. 100%. So it's like a much deeper channel, like deeper platform yeah. than like. I guess, yeah, Instagram clips or whatever. 100%. So, so how did the the business outside YouTube look like, and including YouTube at this point, look like? Like, you, how many how many stores are you running? You obviously still had Viral Vault. Yeah. The YouTube was like the main foundation, I guess, of all of that. So what happened is, is everything started kind of slapping when I started seeing the growth on Sleep Band, my e-commerce store. So yeah. at that time, YouTube was the afterthought. Mm. Um, Sleep in was the number one focus. So um, and you've only just revealed that that's your store, right? Yes, just your, your last week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so time. you know that was nerve wracking. Maybe we could talk about the reveal after we kind of go through this, but yeah. it's done now, um, and people are happy with that. Mm. So, but what was I just saying? 
what did the business look like? Like how many stores? Oh yeah, so I just had I just had sleep band at that time, like, yeah. and it was all I was focused on. I was taking all the money trying to improve the product. I was really trying my best to invest in different ad platforms, build a team, and these are things I still do. But at that time, that was all I was doing, mm. and as a result, it gave me more content to post. And as a yeah. result, as a result of the content, Viral Vault grew. It's like this machine. It was yeah. like grow the store, make content about the store, and then your software grows. Maybe it's a backwards concept, but for me, mm -hmm. it made sense. And I just, I've that's my formula. That's what I've been doing the whole time. But now the content has branched out. It's not just e-commerce dropship content anymore. Yeah, I found some new lanes that I love. Yeah. So Sleep Band itself, then obviously that's not a dropshipping store. That's like completely branded, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. When you started that, was that the only thing you worked on for like the whole two in terms of like e-com stores or did you have other shit and then that was one that just worked and you focused on it? That's the only one. I, you know, have so much on my plate with the videos and the software. Mm. It's like that was the only one that I was capable of managing at the time, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And how did that even become a thing? Because I guess it's, was, was that just a case of you were fucking by nature seeing loads of products because of Viral Vault? I, yeah, so that product... So you mentioned before, there's a bit more of a story to that or something. Well, that product was sent to thing. me um, on from my product researcher on Viral Vault. And uh, I was like, oh no, like we have to just keep this one. I just want to try this one. Yeah, yeah. So I saw it on Facebook. It had a bunch of views and the ad was shit. So I was just like, let me just make a better ad. And that was started the wave really. And once I had that success from that, I just cut off the hybrid store, rebranded the whole store around that product, made my own custom ads with my phone, yeah. um, and just start building from there, really. And was that like a conscious decision to like start building something longer term? Because mm -hmm. obviously like, I did it myself, you know, fucking general store dropshipping is never really like a, it's more like a cash flow thing. And mm -hmm. it's a great way to start and learn as, as of shit, but you know, it's not five year plus sustainable. Mm -hmm. It's not like, I guess a lot of people say it's not a legit business. I wouldn't necessarily say that, but it's just, it's more of a short-term thing. Yeah, I could see how they would say that, but yeah, I- it's a great way to get started. Yeah, I think that's, what, that's all that it was, and that's why I did it differently this time, because I had already done that. So my past experience taught me what not to do, mm. and I'm still learning these things of what not to do every day. Yeah. But yeah, that was one of those lessons where I was like, okay, don't test anything else. Make this the make become yeah, yeah. the biggest one ever for this, and then maybe we'll sell it. Or if you really like it, keep going. Um, so that's like the vision for that. Yeah, and another thing a lot of people ask me is like, say they're dropshipping and they're like, "Oh, I've got a product that's working. Should I sack this and try and build a brand from scratch, or or is there a way to like, for example, did you start that as a dropshipping product? Yeah, it was and then drop you branded ship. it, and then like over time it became more of a legit thing. Yeah, I, I honestly think that's the best way for most people to get started. If they see something working from like a general store, dropshipping, whatever, try and mold it into like a legitimate operation, like a brand. Because that's what I, I know. I have multiple mates that have done that, and now they've got multi seven, even eight figure brands that are like yeah. very respectable. No, well said. I, I completely agree. I mean, that's sort of my whole spiel on my content and my training is mm. like test on a very good store don't be testing this crappy general store template that everybody use with the trust badges and like yeah, you look crazy yeah, yeah. it's never gonna work so but true. like make a nice store test find your product and then figure out how you can take that to the highest level some products can only go so far as you know but um, I'm curious to know more about this brand here and what that production process was like if you don't mind talking about it a little yeah, bit because no, you just sure. you just launched is this the first pod since you launched it uh, I've done a few okay, um, gotcha. I, there was massive build up because I fucking like started to like build it in public which was very intentional because 
first I thought it would be interesting because in, in the past when I built brands, mainly Midnight City and Neon Beach, both big brands, one of them was successful, one of them was very successful, then very unsuccessful. That's a long story. Yeah, I, I heard the Neon one. Beach story. If y'all haven't heard that story, go yeah, tune yeah, into that one. Yeah, honestly, it's a fucking good that story. Shit, that shit was inspiring for me. I mean, it's still going now as well. That's what so I'm saying, I'm though. Like the that fact that, that you, still exists. you know, I'm gonna tell you this: the fact that you went through that experience and it didn't break you, and you allowed it to Very turn you did. into this version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, you just first thing you told me was that you you lost a lot of weight recently. You started your new brand. You happier, you know. Yeah. So it's a lot to run the brand now, but you came a long way from that low point that you was at. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I spoke a bit about that in like episode one and stuff, but yeah, it was a fucking dark time. And mm-hmm. uh, but ultimately, you have a choice in those times, don't you? Either fucking give up or you battle through and get better and come out stronger. And I yeah. think I definitely have. I'm a lot wiser. I'm in better shape. Yeah, man. Certain people that shouldn't be in my life aren't anymore, etc., yeah. etc. So, but yeah, like this. So yeah, people know a lot about it because I was fucking shitting on Twitter about it for like six months. Obviously, on the pod, I've spoken about it. But yeah, like doing it in public, like pre-launch, there's a lot of pressure because, you know, I, I'm I'm betting on this market and so on. But until you've launched something, you ultimately don't know. Yeah. And yeah, I wanted to put that pressure on myself because firstly, I massively believe in the market and my vision for it. And I know I'm good enough. I think I'm very good at branding because I've done it before. And it's funny because when I launched this, like even just looking back two years ago to Neon, I look at the old website and think, wait a minute, I thought it was good then. Mm-hmm. But the stuff I've done now, like branding, because I'm like a designer really at heart. Yeah, I could tell that. Like you, that's I've done like... all that shit myself, like the packaging, the whole brand story, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, this is so much better than shit I've done in the past. But then obviously it is because you don't even realize how much you pick up just by being in the game. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know, like you just naturally get better, but you don't even necessarily notice it day to day. Yeah. But then over like a few years, you look like, back fuck, and you're like, I can't believe I knew it. nothing about anything. But yeah, like the it's whole real. vision for this ultimately in a nutshell is like, I want to build one of the world's first consumer psychedelics brands. Yeah. But obviously I'm trying to build a brand and products long-term for a market that's still largely illegal. So the whole concept is the brand and like the messaging is like very implicative of that market. Like we want to sell you psychedelics. We believe in like microdosing all this shit because I'm absolutely convinced that's going to change the fucking wellness world. I would believe I think it's that, like 10 yeah. to 15 years behind cannabis and CBD, the way that's been like massively productized. You know, it used to be losers in the basement smoking cannabis. Yeah, now there's and now cures everything. Yeah, now it's middle-aged mums in a Range Rover dropping CBD, right? Yeah. So that's where I see like mushrooms and psychedelics going longer yeah. term and but, you're um, really one of the first if not the first brands to come with a product like like this yeah i mean so this product isn't a psychedelic it's a super I know, strong but it's mushroom like, adaptogenic blend like ultimately this sort of stuff already exists the biggest difference is the way i'm positioning it i'm positioning this as the best legal alternative to a microdose mm. which it fucking is in my opinion like, i spent a long time making it i made it for me that's the yeah. way i always build products and brands if i don't fucking love it then I'm not interested anyway and hopefully people like me will love it yeah. and that seems to be the case so far but yeah like it's a very exciting space because mushrooms as a whole like even shit like lion's mane chaga mushroom blah blah, yeah. blah like it's definitely like a trend that I've noticed in like the past year which is continuing why continuing to grow when I was like in a position six months ago to start a new thing it was a blank canvas and then blank canvas is scary but it's also like fuck I could do anything because once you have experience like I did and some capital behind me you know you can make I, I love the alchemy of making shit from yeah. scratch you're really on some like chemist type vibes with this thing yeah really, for sure because like, I'd never done a consumable yeah so that was fucking hard because it's, it's literally back to like 
Googling, how the fuck do I make a supplement? Yeah. And then obviously speaking to suppliers. Obviously I had context in terms of supply chain, etc., from other stuff, but never consumables. And then, yeah, it took me a while to find a great supplier. It's made in England. And yeah, it's a fucking cool product. But we launched like literally two weeks ago. So there was a great organic response to it because of like the way I built it in public, etc. But I, I never really gave a shit about that because I knew that that's Now it's getting it out to the mass so, market. Like all the ad accounts were banned on like day one because the website had Psychedelic on the homepage. Mm. So I had to change all that. But yeah, like in the past week, we've started to ramp like the ad spend and, and stuff looks really good. Like, you guys I was doing a lot of TikTok nervous. stuff for this part? Yeah, a lot of TikTok stuff. So I'm yeah. like three paid channels, Google, TikTok and Facebook. Yeah. But then I've also got a bunch of creators in the US and um, the UK doing organic shit. So I'm paying them to run the organic. So it's like another yeah. paid channel. Look, man, it's only media. a matter of time till it just yeah. pops off. If you're building the systems like that and you're really hitting all those channels, like yeah, I'm this. leaving no stone unturned with this one. And it's just it ticks a lot of boxes in my mind. Yeah. And it was very intentional the way I've built the brand, like even like the packaging being fucking weird and shit. Yeah, no, I seen some of the videos, like the so. vintage, like yeah, uh, yeah, retro yeah. video with the girl on the old computer. That that yeah. was hard, bro. That was I like that cool. video. You edited that. I didn't edit that. Like, I um, came up with the concept for that. I've dope. got a really good guy that I work with who's like my creative guy. He yeah. does all that shit. But that, that vision came to life very nicely. Yeah, and man. I just wanted to have fun with it because I was like, fuck, building shit is hard. So at the very least, just enjoy the process of making cool fucking shit. That's where I'm at in my life. That's the only thing that I really like, other than my family and my friends, like that's the only thing I really live for these days. Is yeah. like just making stuff that I am proud of and just doing that over and over and over again. I feel like that's what I was destined to do is like just create. We all, we all were destined to create things. Like it, it, we just do it in unique ways, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. So, so for me, yeah, this feels like, I don't know. It's one of those things where like it now makes sense looking back. Like I'm glad the previous business fucked up because this is way more meaningful and potentially impactful. And I think way potentially bigger. Like, I honestly think this could be a billion pound brand. I think so too. I know everyone says that, but I wouldn't say that if I was running a jewelry business like I used to do. No, or, bro. Or this, this is your, this is your first iteration of this. This looks super legitimate. Like seeing the packaging and how it is. Like yeah, I see, cool. I can see where the vision can go for this for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna buy some. I'm gonna buy some 100. percent Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's legit. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's two and a half weeks in, so I can talk all this game, and I'll just go execute. Yeah. Well, listen, use code JWelch in the description to yeah, get 50. Yeah. No, I'm just playing. I'll have to do something <laughs> like that, but no, it's cool. Um, and now I'm doing product placement on the pod, which is just like, fuck it, why not? Why not? So it's like full circle, because like, I have like a vision now for like what I want to do with the pod and like YouTube, and for me, it'll just be the pod, but, and it kind of all ties into each other. It's like, we've got all the neon signs from the past. Yeah. We've got the pink packaging, which is like neon inspired. We've got the pod and it all ties into, it kind of makes sense now. Yeah. Like I feel like for the first time I'm actually working on the right shit. They all connect. It's not like they're all in different like lanes. Yeah, exactly. Whereas previously I was always doing like, back in the dropship days, uh, you know, it's like, I think you have to, like you sound like you had similar shit, like you try a load of stuff. It doesn't, like some stuff works. You fucking realize that you're an arrogant little cunt and you're like your early 20s making money yeah i went through all that yeah and then you find what actually now you guys are going crazy in miami when i was with you it was unreal they yeah. had four exotics back to back to back to back yeah it was uh that was probably the biggest send of my life <laughs> even even now yeah that, uh, that was the first time i ever drove a bentley somebody let me drive that car yeah, i don't know yeah, why yeah, they yeah. let me drive it but I I was... we had the bentley the rolls the lambo truck and the drop top ferrari yeah five yeah. cars yeah yeah Fucking hell. Miami, yeah, man. That was actually legendary. It I want to go back. 
It was. We need to arrange like another fucking. Yeah, listen, I'm good out in Miami now. I've been living there for a while. So whenever y'all come back, you hit me up. We do whatever you want. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're going to have to make that happen. Yeah. Bringing it back to you then, um, before I get fucking carried away and speak about that for like 20 minutes. Yeah. So in terms of like revenue streams then now, as like a YouTube entrepreneur, well, YouTube and entrepreneur, so you've got the brand, you've got YouTube and and you've got Borrow Vault. Yeah. That's kind of like the three, right? Where does the revenue come from, like YouTube-wise? Because I'm interested, because obviously now I've got a fucking YouTube channel, way, way, way yeah. smaller than yours. You have courses and stuff, right, as well, off the back of that? Do you, if I had do you my have phone, I would show you. Yeah, I was going to show you the ad revenue, um, but I'll just tell you. So right now, um, for this month, we made so far around like $47,000 from YouTube. From ad revenue? Yeah. Fucking hell, the CPMs are pretty good. In yeah, I have like, um, like a $50 RPM. Yeah, that's it, RPM. So the CPM, yeah. it's like $40. I don't want to get, you know, people, oh, he's lying, whatever. It's like $40. Um, yeah. And then my CPM is like 60-something. It's, it's very high. I showed it to Mr. Beast. He was that like, what the very heck? high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how, how many views are you doing? To, to, like, I get like two right now. Well, this is a record month for me. I'm at my peak right now on right. YouTube. Well, hopefully yeah, we, got yeah. a new, we got new peaks after the Iman video and after the podcast. But um, yeah. yeah, this month I got 1.7 million views. Fucking hell. Yeah, that is a lot. Yeah, I'm doing like twenty five thousand a month on this. Look, so. man, you're working your way up though. This is a dope podcast yeah, for sure. That's mad. Because I actually turned on um, AdSense because I got gas that I could. And I was like, fuck it. So oh yeah, like sixteen year old. Why not? Would love this. They're gonna run ads on it anyway, then, so you might then as well then get I a turned piece. it off because I was like, fuck's sake. Like, I mean, it, it wasn't. I mean, it was like a decent amount. It was like a thousand pound a month for a small podcast. But then I was like, fuck it. I'm already monetizing it with like the fucking course that I have, which does sell pretty well. Yeah. I didn't know you had a course. I barely push it. I, yeah. probably, I should, probably should push it more. I made it like fucking six months ago. It is good. Yeah. I get really good reviews on it. I bet you've been through the woodwork, you know, you've been doing this I should for probably a while. add to it and then push it more and then fucking start making like a million quid a fucking year from it. But there you it's just not it. really my thing. Um, no, I feel you though. That's not like your grand vision. Yeah, but, like, I didn't want that to like get in the way. But why like, not make an extra 50 a month, you know, give some, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. Nah, just, so. But yeah, that's mad. And so, like, but that's just one. So, um, yeah. So that's the the numbers for this month for YouTube AdSense, mm. Viral Vault. We got. I don't like saying the recurring revenue number because there's mm. a lot of people that are trying to copy Viral Vault right now. I see it every day. Y'all are not slick. But yeah. anyways, um, we make almost 100k a month from Viral Vault as well. Um, and then. The sleep band store, it doesn't really make as much money as the other mm. two ventures. I make on a good month, like a couple thousand, 10,000 profit from sleep band a month yeah. um, on a good month. You know what I'm saying? There was a time where that business was making me 40, 50 G's profit a month, but we're not there anymore. I'm so focused on these other things. Like yeah. it doesn't stress me out. Like some people would be commenting on the videos. Oh, you're not the e-com. I'm like, bro, I don't like, I don't really care that much. Like mm. I, I, my vision is so much bigger. Like. I did the store, I built it, and I still run it, but that's like, I don't lose sleep over the fact that my store is not making 20K a day, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found that people, because obviously like a lot of the content is still about e-com, right? Or, yeah. Not really. I would say like less than half. Do you get a lot of comments like that though? People saying like, oh, like, you know, there's other YouTubers doing bigger numbers, whatever. But obviously, like you just said, it's not your fucking focus. I don't care. Like, I'm not Davey Fogarty. Like, that guy's a legend. (laughs) But I'm not trying to be like him. I'm not trying to be like, you know, even like you having millions of sales. Like, I'm just documenting my life. You know, if y'all want to follow along and support, cool. Like, if not, 
again, I don't care. I never said I'm the richest e-com guy. I never said I got all the best e-com information. Like I'm literally just showing you what I did. And if you, you want to try it out, go for it. But I don't really get bothered by the hate comments. Like we get them all. Oh, you took this idea. You did this, all mm-hmm. these things. Like we don't get a lot of hate though. I really don't. It's a lot of love in the comments, you know? And if somebody's hating, it probably lame anyways. If you really, if you really yeah. break it down, they're like, who's sitting there commenting on their phone like a hate comment? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I always say, like there's no one that's ever written a hate comment that's doing more than the person they're hating on. Yeah, never, ever. never in history of time. Or even written a hate comment that's a fucking nice person. Yeah, <laughs> I've never done that shit. Maybe think it or say it, but don't write it online. But I love like the trolls and like the funny comments. I get down with that shit. I always heart those and reply to those. Like the funny yeah, stuff yeah, I yeah. like. But just when people are just like you know stupid man but that's part of the game if you're gonna grow this podcast you're gonna have some haters like goddamn yeah, like i fucking i fucking yeah. hate pink or something i don't know yeah like, you're like <laughs> no. some shit. yeah i actually had a weird one the other day i probably shouldn't say this on the pod but fuck it some guy that watches the pod thought it'd be a good idea to send me a screenshot of my ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend with her on holiday no I was way like, firstly i'm genuinely over it but it's just a weird thing to do. So weird, I was like, bro. hey, why are you following my ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend? How the fuck do you even know who he is? Because I didn't know who he was until two days ago. People do anything for a little attention, I was man. like, why are you sending me that shit? Fucking strange, Don. He just wanted to get your attention for the moment. Yeah. It's annoying, well, it's gone. Hey, I guess he got it. It's gone now. But um, but yeah, that's, that's really that was like the YouTube first thing. weird fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah, people, I mean... I don't know. I don't put too much of my personal life out there on the gram and stuff. Yeah, I'll post I post like that. some stuff that I like, like cool stuff and like video announcements and like when I'm outside doing this thing, I'll post. But mm. I didn't post last night and last night was crazy. Yeah, fucking hell. He knows. Yeah, he knows. Last night was crazy. But you got Maddox. That shit was fun. Yeah, I had a great time. Yeah. Stayed there till like three in the morning, four in the morning. Yeah, good spot, good spot. Yeah. If you had to pick one, I mean, I know what you're going to say, but if you had to pick one of the three benches you know youtube are about the brand and you have to sack off the other two right now which one would you keep well you know i got an answer but let me preface it by this you know i got a beautiful team on both of those so like let's pretend this is a beautiful world where if i left the other two the team is good the team is straight hypothetically the answer with no hesitation is youtube Mm. and i think the people that really know me know that because it shows in my work at least i hope it does like because I don't just like half-ass videos anymore like I used to. Like I really try my best. Like we we're in London to film a YouTube video. Like I'm we're, yeah. I'm hanging out with you yeah, and yeah. we're doing a podcast and I'm glad we met. But we came here to make a YouTube video and leave. That's you know, crazy. and this is an eight-hour flight to come over here for a YouTube. And I'm at my uh, Airbnb inside editing for four hours today, five hours today. I'll go back home and edit later, and then do it tomorrow and film some more tomorrow. Do, do you edit on that? Yeah. Yeah. So I, was, I do a lot of voiceovers and like it's a lot of story. It's kind of like a collaborative effort. Yeah, we've been we've been we've been working with each other and like without him the video would look like shit. He's like the best videographer ever. So yeah, it's That's a good sick. duo. So you mentioned like the vision for like YouTube and shit. Yeah. Or I guess your brand as a whole. But yeah. What is that? Well, and, it's not and, like and I have. And this how like, long is that? Where do you see this going? Like, do you think you can do YouTube until you're fifty? I don't know. See, I don't really look at my life like that. But my vision is that I am able to create uh, cool content that I like to make that people get inspired by and simultaneously run a business that people can see and purchase from and check it out. And I could 
do those things in unison. So creating content and having a business that is respected. Now to manage those two things is a challenge, but I feel like that's my my path. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of the vision is to just keep creating. And um, more than that, with YouTube specifically, I love telling stories. And one mm. of the lanes that I filled at least as of lately, is bringing on my friends to my YouTube channel, kind of like what you do, to tell their story. But I try to do it in my own unique way. Like, in a way, we make many documentaries, if you've seen any of them. like um, I was watching the the one with the, the RM plug. Yeah, did you it. like that video? Yeah, it was cool. Okay, thank you. I've always liked watches, and then I sold a bun- bunch of watches when shit was going wrong yeah. last year. And now I'm getting back into watches again. I see you on the wrist. I, I mean, this is, a, this is a shit watch. I say it's a shit watch. This isn't a fancy watch. Well, I guess it is, but it's I like a, it's this watch. a day day, right? No, it's just a day just. But yeah. I've, the reason that this watch is um, has intrinsic value to me is because I've had it for like five years and it's been everywhere with me. Yeah, and I've not, I've like, it's, I'm not precious with it. This has been like in Bali, Singapore, yeah. Thailand, America, Australia. It's got a sentimental value. It's got, that's it. Yeah, sentimental value. Because yeah. I know that people would say oh, it's like a chubby spec Rolex, which it kind of is. But it was the first one I ever bought when I was. Like, I think it looks I was cool. like twenty one when I bought it, and yeah, yeah, I got my first one too. I, I wouldn't sell this. Of course not. You got to keep that one forever. Whereas a lot of I had fancier ones that I sold, but yeah, I sold them for ETH. <laughs> for real? Time. Yeah, so I sold one to a mate and shit. But no, I cool. like watches, so I, I like that video. Yeah, because I feel like they're one of the. I mean, the watch market's gone fucking crazy. Yeah, recently. Yes. But like, watches are pretty much the only thing that you can fucking wear and look sick is actually a decent investment i agree and there's the very big, few things that fit that criteria. if that's anything i'm not sure like that was the purpose of the video you know it yeah. was like to sh- it wasn't for the watch market it wasn't necessarily for the entrepreneurs it was for everybody it was for like yeah. people to understand hey you can make money with watches here's a guy that made money with watches how do you make money with watches and then I buy a watch. It's like a, it's like a story. It progresses. Like I look at all my videos like that, like a beginning, middle, and end. Like my my new one that I really like is at the Bitcoin conference. I did. Um, that was a really fun video. Is that the one with Kevin O'Leary? Yeah, we snuck. That back got a lot there. of views, right? Yeah, it got like four hundred fifty thousand views in two weeks. What was the story with that that video? Oh, you didn't see? I don't actually watch it all now. Okay, okay. I really so should have done more fucking research. I'm gonna give a brief story because like. I don't know, maybe it's just because the video's been popping, but I told this story so many times in my life already. So yeah. we went to the Bitcoin conference and we had a GA ticket. So we couldn't do nothing. We could only walk around and mingle with the people. But I wanted to interview the, the rich people, the successful, the celebrities. Mm-hmm. So me and this guy that I'm here with now, we scouted out the entire venue looking for any type of uh, uh, areas for us to sneak in through the back. So we found this little pathway and we snuck back uh, to this little hallway and it took us backstage. We were behind like the stage. We were behind everything and we were in a sketchy looking hallway. There was like workers and everything back there. We were fitting right in. He was filming me. He was filming me. So we looked legit. And then we walked right into this room and it was the press room. So all the media people were there. And it's funny because all those media publications that we've seen there, I haven't seen any of their videos and they had press pass, but we were. Yeah. Anyways. We sat there for a bit, saw Kevin O'Leary, did the interview with him, and then um, that was lit. So we just hung out for a while, and I wanted to get Michael Saylor, mm. the big dog. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he was like moving like Trump, like incognito, like hidden, you, four security guards. Like, but we were walking, and by the grace of God, 
we see this man like through the crack in a door, closing the door. So we're like, we're gonna wait outside of this room. And we waited there for an hour. He came outside and sure enough, I asked him to do the video and he said, yeah, so GATV. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah. You got sailor. I need to watch this shit later. Yeah. I'm really unprepared. He said, he that. said something crazy. He said, um, you know, Bitcoin and crypto technology is like electricity back in the 90s. I mean, the 1900s. He's like, that's a big statement, bro. Yeah. Comparing cryptocurrency to electricity level of like technology advancement. Yeah. So that was a good soundbite that we got. Yeah, for sure. They didn't get that one on CNBC. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> what has been your most viewed of all time? Uh, that's up there, right? Or it will be. I think it... I think it'll go up there, but um, the most viewed video is a dropshipping tutorial. Mm. Um, easiest way to start dropshipping from scratch. The reason why it hit number one is different than all my other videos. The reason why that one hit number one is because it ranked number one for dropshipping on search. And I think it still is. If not, it's two or something like that. Yeah, but, it's got yeah. like three million, right? Huh? It's got like three million. No, one and a half. But I wish I had my phone for the analytics. Here, can you give me my phone real quick? Cause you want it, you it's right next to you. You you asked about the YouTube analytics, so like I'm really transparent about this stuff, and this is not yeah. to brag. This is just no, to show no, you for sure. this, what this, one. This is good shit. We can fucking make. I've got an editor now. He's gonna make a clip of this. Okay, watch this. Gonna go viral. So look, this is the YouTube Studio, right? You could see yeah, yeah, um, yeah. the revenue. But if I go to that one video, look at how much revenue with this niche. If you get 1.5 million views, it's like never seen it before. All right, so we're back. So look. This is the lifetime revenue of just one video, that dropshipping video. Fucking hell. And that's in a year. So, you know, uh, the YouTube thing can be very powerful if you have a video that pops up. For the people watching, it's at about 120. So, yeah. Yeah, fuck. Um, yeah, $120,000, by the way, not 120 pounds. Yeah, no, 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 no. Fucking hell, that's chaos. Um, you must be like seven figures total from YouTube then, right? Or near? No, almost. But if you add Viral Vault, definitely. But yeah. Yeah, that's chaos. Fucking hell. Because I guess the thing with YouTube, and again, even on a smaller scale, I'm starting to realize it because of consistency, is obviously like the fucking, it's evergreen content in a way. Like yeah. People actually watch shit that's old. Whereas on Instagram, like 24 hours, it's fucking gone. And yeah. Like you won't get engagement on that in two years time. I like agree. at all. That's why my principle is so strong of make an entertaining video. That's the only thing that matters. Because if the video is good, people are going to watch it next year. And like the year after. And like, it won't die. It might not get the same buzz the whole time, but yeah, it's, so it's always shareable. If you go watch a Danny Duncan or a Nelk video from two yeah, years ago, it's still a great video. And that's yeah. why these guys are how, as big as they are. Every video is meticulously planned and worked on and edited for tens of hundreds of hours, you know? Yeah, yeah I like those guys. Like the pod I did with Iman back in like fucking November or whatever is still the most viewed per day video on the channel. Yeah. Other than like the one that's gone out in the past week. Yeah. It gets like 400 views a day, which might sound pathetic, but like 400 views in a two hour video. I think it's, I think like, it, I get consistent followers on Twitter and Instagram from that. I get messages at least once a day about that video. Yeah. Saying, oh, wow, this, because it was such it's a, a great, it's a great conversation. Definitely after y'all finish watching this one to the end, go I, watch that one. I look fucking one. fat in that video. Yeah, you came a long way. Honestly, like, I, I, it's one of those things you look back and think, what was I doing? Yeah. 
But again, you learn from it, you know? But I feel like the reason why yeah. that one got more views than any is like, of course, Iman's name, but yeah. the tagline of psychedelics, depression, had, had every, and women. Yeah, it was money, women, depression. Oh yeah, whatever crypto, it was. Psychedelic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking mad. It's clickbait, but it's real. That shit makes me difference because I've definitely noticed it. Like I've had guests on that sold businesses for a hundred mil, literally. Yeah. And they got relatively fuck all views compared to some drop shipper that's 18. Um, Which is, I, I don't know, like, maybe it's the title maybe of course it makes a difference that's like the only thing like you, you like the title and thumbnail and the, the concept of the video like uh, yeah that's all it's a huge that's 80 percent of it because i don't do custom thumbnails everyone's been telling me to do them for months yeah you probably should I just do a fucking you screenshot probably, of this like but it, it, it kind of works though like for your channel this kind of works um but sometimes it's hard to see the faces that's a that's yeah no I mean it's, it's so lazy because I've been doing it myself people pe all I will tell there. you I'm not we're not doing the 10 hour thumbnail class but people gotta see the faces yeah, and the yeah. eyes like they have to because it's so small like if I'm on YouTube right and I'm just scrolling on YouTube this is where most of your consumers are look at this from this distance yeah very true. you gotta be able to see what it is otherwise like I don't know I haven't mastered it but if you look at the biggest channels it's all like they're all like that so that's what I try to do every time. All right. So if you were giving advice to me, which I'm now forcing you to do on camera. Okay. So I've got this podcast. We're at four and a half thousand subs. It's got a very small, I would say, borderline cult following. Like every viewer seems genuinely interested. The amount of DMs I get, all this crap. I'm doing them every week. How do I get this to 100K subs? Say, like, what do you think the main things to focus on? Cut. Get an editor to cut all of these into shorts. Like yeah, someone mentioned that to me. A hundred percent, do that um, because now you're taking these forty-five minute videos, one hour, thirty-minute videos, and now you got ten videos. And if one, now your chances to pop off have increased exponentially. Mm. And all it takes, bro, is one video to get two million views, and now you're up twenty thousand subscribers in a week or something like that. You know, um, so that's one big thing. Also, the thumbnails, like your style of thumbnail is clean, but think of another clean style. To where we can actually see the people like look at full send podcast look yeah, at yeah, impulsive yeah, that, pod like one, yeah. you know their thumbnail style is very distinct both of them are the same they're a little different but they're the same like yeah. you can see the faces it's like a face outline and then right? you can see the the name face yeah. and name it's a good format um but other than that you got a great podcast that's why i came on here i never do these things and uh, i wanted to talk to you again so i figured this is a good way to do it yeah yeah, yeah. how long can shorts be uh, i don't know 60 seconds oh it's like proper short yeah. yeah, but I think you can yeah. go up to like right. three minutes. I think. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been posting one minute clips on Instagram and TikTok. But maybe I wish just to do it on YouTube Shorts. Well, if your goal is to get to blank YouTube subscribers, post it on Shorts. Yeah, fuck, true. Yeah. Same thing that way. Yeah, I don't post Shorts on my channel partially because I'm lazy fuck, but um, also because like I've seen in cases where you get so many subscribers from the Shorts and they're not coming to the long form content, so your channel looks lit. You have yeah. so many subs, but nobody clicks on your video. So I want to build a super strong base. I want to get to at least a million subs and then just start pumping like crazy short videos. Who's that meet the other and week? I could be I could be so wrong Said about that. that. I could like kick myself in the head for saying that later on, but that's sort of my You heard of a guy called Julius Dean? Yeah. Yeah. The magic. Mate. So guy. I met him and spent like three hours with him the other like last weekend, just by chance. He was like my mate's friend and I was there and I was like, wait a minute, you have like eight million. He's the king of Facebook. And he said that. He said you probably fucking hate me for saying this. I've tried to get him on the pod, but he was like, I think he said something along the lines of he's kind of ruined his YouTube brand. I know he's king of Facebook, but he was, I think he was talking about YouTube. He said like he got like 7 million subs. Yeah. But it was all from like short stuff. shorts. 
and like the shorts audience was like people in India or some shit. Mm-hmm. So like the quality wasn't there. He was he actually said I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but he said he like called YouTube up to ask them to remove all the subscribers or something. Wow. And they were like, no, we can't do that. It's against like the algorithm rules or whatever. Wow. And he was like, well, I don't want to delete the channel, but I want to get rid of all the non-quality subscribers. That well, came it's from tricky shorts. because your audience, this is what I'm learning now as I build a small audience, like your existing audience has an expectation of you, but then there's a whole new audience that has yeah. never heard of you. And a lot of my effort, of course, is spent to catering to my audience, but equally if not more is spent catering to people that have never heard of me or never heard of Iman Godsey or whoever I'm doing a video with like I don't talk as if you already know me maybe I'll do certain things in there but like every video is an introduction to me every single video or the person that I'm with you know that's how I look at it because otherwise you're just gonna have this infinite loop of your subscribers only watching your videos you gotta get it out to new people that's why the Iman one went to more people because the title and the text was like captivating for people even if they didn't see his name they see yeah you know and I now need this episode to be another one of those because ever, ever since I did that episode that went from like 500 subs to 3k subs like in like two days yeah, I think I'm due for like a podcast. Five months of like 3K to 4K. Yeah. It's been consistent, but it's like, for fuck's sake, I need someone to come on and we get like 50,000 views again. Well, hopefully we'll do That's it, man. Doing. Hopefully we'll do it. I think it's possible for sure. I, I really haven't done many. The last one I did was with a friend and his channel is smaller than yours, much smaller. So Yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah. No, I hope so. I want to change the tack slightly because we always go into like deep shit. Sure. What do you think has been the hardest part about putting yourself out there because I I was always very I guess like apprehensive and like scared to fucking talk like about real shit online and stuff I mean I probably didn't think about it but then when I started doing it I was like fuck when I did the the first pod episode for example I was like fuck this is like so honest am I gonna get cancelled but then it was like people were so appreciative that it was honest and they were like fuck yeah I can relate to that shit or whatever and then you realise actually most people aren't really out to fucking get you they probably just relate to what you're saying yeah, I mean, Obviously you built a massive audience. The hardest part, you know, I think at least I can only speak for right now. I think it changes, right? I think mm. at first the hardest part was like I'm not getting no views and I'm putting all this work in, but these days it's like we keep outdoing ourselves and it's scary because like I'll do a video and I'm looking at the video and I'm like I cannot believe that I made that. And now my next video has to be better than that. I haven't even thought of the idea. I haven't even filmed it. It's like, so it's like that. And I love it. It's what keeps me going. But it's that constant pressure of like, damn, I just made my best work. And now I have to do it all over again. Like YouTube is unique in that sense, because like for you with with Space Goods or with me and Sleep Band, I could work on Sleep Band for one year and then release it. A video, Mm. I have to work on it, release it and then do a whole nother video all over again. Like this Iman video is going to be one of my best videos. And then I'm going to leave London and start another video. That's the hardest part. So you have to have, yeah, the creativity and fucking effort to start from scratch every week. Yeah, Um, but you know, once we get the ball rolling, it's always fun, it's always fun. It's just getting the ball rolling every every week sometimes is a challenge, but you know, other times it's not. Like we're in freaking London, dude. Yesterday was like, oh my God, I don't wanna spoil the video fully, but. It might have to happen again tonight. 
shit i don't know i'm with whatever man i'm down for whatever i'm out here in london but yeah yeah, iman lives a lifestyle i'll tell you that much yeah he fucking does yeah we had tea time and he he bought two rollies and we went to scott's i don't know where that is but it was super nice and yeah it was a good day bro nah he's doing well we can definitely say that yeah he's a fucking freak of nature yeah very impressive most do you plan all your shit like months in advance then or what like how is youtube as an operation because obviously it's the fucking it's the foundation for all your shit your brand your software your yeah. fucking revenue stream like how, how how has it gone from being like you know like a fucking hobby to being like a business what has actually changed like do you have a big team now or what nope just me and him um yeah it's mad yeah well for youtube though for you i got a team for my businesses yeah yeah, yeah. but for youtube it's really just me and him i had mm. another homie and he's still kind of on the team like if i need a quick edit like a quick chop he'll do it but like it really just me and him um yeah i'm not like having some crazy systems or anything like that like i have a whiteboard in my office and i have six videos lined up the next video i might skip one i might skip to the last video on the list but anytime i have an idea it goes on the board i might not do that video for six months but it's up there so like yeah it's not organized at all i i planned the video with iman on the way here on the flight um oh shit but it, it looks pretty good so far right yeah, yeah. We, we, we kind of picked it apart the night before we started filming too that's true like, that's we true we're not gonna have to hate you but we can what he's saying is that what he's saying yeah. is that we picked the video apart the night before too so we planned it on the flight and the night before we met Iman we planned the video so like I'm not condoning this strategy yeah, yeah, the yeah. Bitcoin video was I wrote the questions in the car on the way to the conference like um, Just I don't know it. man I think Freestyle. I got God on my side with this YouTube thing I really do I got the YouTube gods with me I think because we get lucky uh, that's all I can say. We get lucky consistently. The harder you work, the luckier you get, right? I guess so. That's what some people We've been say. getting lucky lately. Bro, I, I, I was in Vegas last week and I hit a jackpot on a slot machine. Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> not just on videos? No, it was yeah, not recorded at shit. all. I, I recorded a little clip, but yeah, you know. Fucking hell. Just life is weird right now. I'm in one of those high waves of life. I know they all go back down and you go through just it, but I'm in. Troughs in it, yeah. I, I'm I definitely in a peak that. right now. Like, yeah. I felt like I had a massive peak for like years in like 17, 18, 19, particularly 2020. And then 2021 was the fucking worst year of my life by yeah. far. But now I feel like shit's starting to make sense again. Yeah, well, you know, like, I, feel, I yeah. feel like those troughs, as you said, are like the most important ones anyways. But fuck, it feels good to be out of it, you know, like for the moment it does. Yeah. And then yeah. it makes you appreciate like yeah. you're more aware of like potentially, you know, good shit doesn't last. Always. But there's still many challenges these days. Like I told you, like it, it looks good on the surface, but seriously like i don't sleep much when it's time to edit like it's a lot of just mental strain you know like um but i still rise do you think you're more driven with the whole youtube stuff now you're making a lot of money from it or or less no because even that fluctuates like it never drops too low but the views drop sometimes and like we make our best video and YouTube has a ranking system to compete you against you. And it ranks your last 10 videos. This was the best. Yeah, this was yeah, the worst. Yeah. Um, dude, when you spend 20 hours on a video and it says it's 10 out of 10, worst video. Yeah, I had that on the most recent pod. <sighs> I get sick, man. Didn't I hate that one. shit. It's just a number, but like, wow, it messes with you. So um, I have learned now to just keep creating freely. Like just the number part is cool and it will grow, but it will grow the fastest if you just keep creating. That, that's how you grow. Yeah. Just keep making cool stuff and learning about YouTube. 
ask questions. I mean, I, I talk to a lot of YouTubers, like proper famous YouTubers, and that's not a flex. I ask these guys questions. I'm like, I'm probably annoying. And maybe later when I'm as famous as them, we'll all be on the same page. But like, I'm asking, I'm sending my thumbnails, I'm sending my titles, I'm asking for feedback. Sometimes they reply, sometimes they don't. But that's just where I'm at right now. Like, you I, mentioned I, Mr. Beast. You speak to him a lot. No, I want to, though. And he's one phone call away. But I can't just call Mr. Beast. We're not friends like that, you know, but eventually... We met. Yeah. We had a good little session. He looked at the channel, and uh, he said, it looks all right. He roasted my thumbnails, though, pretty badly. Really? Yeah. And how did you change them after that? Have the, you not done that? The face. The face. Go look at his thumbnails. His face is like like 4K. Yeah, fucking <laughs> yeah. true. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm still learning all the time. Like, it's just, it's just every day. It's, you know. Yeah, it's a process. Yeah. Do you think you're driven by the financial aspect of it? anymore I mean like obviously you mentioned like fucking everyone when they're getting started it's like I gotta fucking make some bread to like survive but then you obviously get past that initial point yeah and then it's like it kind of becomes like I think that there's a much bigger difference between going from broke to making like 10k a month compared to like going from 10k a month to 100k a month for example yeah because the biggest difference is like you, you buy freedom and then it kind of just becomes a game that's where I'm at with it too. I mean, money wise, I'm good. Like my mom's good. My sister's good. Like we're good. Like, so I, I guess when I come to London or I'm in Miami and I see next level of class and wealth or whatever, mm. then I'm like, okay, like, that. yeah, I, I do want more money. Like I do want to have $15 million. Like I, but then when I'm home and I'm living my day to day life and I'm eating $10 bowl restaurants and like riding my bike everywhere and taking Ubers and shit, like I, what do I need $10 million right at this moment for? So the way I see it is like, I'm not going to feel successful when I have a certain amount of money. Like I already am successful. So I just enjoy my life as now, as it is now. And I'm going to make some more money. I don't know how far we're going to go with the money. I don't know if I'm going to make whatever number, but I'm going to keep making money. It's, it's just what we do. We have businesses. Like we work hard. We work very hard. So I don't stress about money at all these days um, and I'm very grateful to say that because I used to very much even when I had some money I used to always yeah. compare myself to people all the time that was my biggest downfall was actually me comparing myself to other people's money yeah I do that I think everyone's guilty of that it's fucking social media isn't it yeah but, but as you get a bit older maybe like figure out what matters to you oh man I feel like I'm starting to tune shit out better than ever before just because I found like what I like doing. So, like, as long as I'm doing that, I'm cool. Like, it, nothing else really matters to me. Like, yeah. Except for my family and stuff like that. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you have any, like, specific goals in terms of how big you want to take the YouTube then? Because obviously money isn't necessarily a driver, but it sounds like the whole creative side is what you get most of a kick out of. And then how do you measure the success of that? Because, for example, if someone said, you know, start doing this sort of content that you don't vibe with, but actually it would get you to 10 million subs. Yeah compared to doing the shit that's like authentically you that would maybe get you to a million subs like which side of the fence would you be on like, Authentic authentically for sure yeah because but there's a mix though like people be in their heads too much about this i think like oh i just want to make videos i'm passionate about i don't want to get mm. youtube views i'm like okay but then why are you posting videos on youtube every week if you don't want views like yeah you know you do so it's like figuring out how to turn that little passion uh ideas into viral video youtube like viral youtube videos mm. um so like these interviews are great examples of that like the one i'm doing with iman it's clickbait it's exciting it's yeah. personal 
because I'm traveling. You guys are coming along with me on the travels and you're learning. So like it's like fun to watch and you learn stuff and I have fun editing them. So, yeah. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah. No, it's interesting. What do you think has been the hardest part of the entire journey since like you were fucking 18? Hardest part is not just the YouTube easiest answer i could think of because i could feel that pain still to this day and it keeps me going is like when you do this for so long you know you try to start your own business for so long years and years and years and everybody's got some doubts around you and everybody's telling you this ain't gonna work and you're telling yourself this might not work and then it doesn't work and it just keeps not working and just it's just like that Feeling is the hardest, worst feeling ever, especially after years, bro. Most people don't make it through that. That's where that's where they stop. They they want to be whatever their dream is, but they just can't survive that real deep pain. Like so, that's really what it was for me. And even now, being on the flip side, I still feel some of that stress. But it's like, yeah, that was really. Is that talking about the time in LA where shit just wasn't fucking? I'm talking about the whole time, like before that, really, like when. I was an entrepreneur starting all these things, but nothing was popping off, you know? Like, I'm talking before I started my first e-commerce business. Mm. I I had real, like, you know, depression at that time, like, because I just didn't feel like I was being who I was always meant to be, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. The, obviously, the L.A. time was hard, too, but that shit was just different. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, like, I can relate to that point. Cause I, I've always thought about, like, I, th- I think it's easy. it's easy for everyone to say... You know, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur, whatever. And then the second it gets hard, they suddenly don't want to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. But also, it's easy for people to be like motivated and driven and creative and inspired and fucking feel like they're, they're the man when shit's going well. Mm-hmm. And I was a prime example of that. I was fucking living in a penthouse with a Ferrari and a Range Rover downstairs. I know you had some crazy whips. This man had the cleanest R8 I've ever seen, by the way. On the R8, yeah. Yeah, that shit was tough. That car. I'm, I'm gonna, I want to buy a pink Urus as the next whip. Yeah, you're a different breed. Yeah. I support the pink Urus. Because it's just so on brand and I yeah. fucking love that shit. Yeah. But like, the one thing I give myself credit for is I never swayed from the fucking vision even when everything on paper said like, you know, fucking do something else because yeah. I just knew who I was. You started young too. Yeah. And I think, but I, the kind of funny thing for me is that I had years of success and then had a taste of like big failure. Mm-hmm. Which I think, well, I, I guess is fairly rare because most people don't even fucking, most people don't get to that height to have that fall. That fall hits harder though. It, hurt, yeah, it hurts. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it it's hurts. really fucking hard to, to like, I, I still looked in the mirror when everything was fucking like peak shit and was like, well, I'm, I'm still the fucking guy that's going to build a billion pound brand and I believe I'm that guy. And that's it, the so, difference. It's hard. It's, what I'm saying is it's, it's way easier to have that confidence when shit's going well. Very few people know what it's like to go from a height to a very low point, yeah, and then still have to pick yourself up again. When everyone, when maybe fucking girlfriend at the time, certain people, even family members are like doubting it. Do you yeah, know what I mean, so 100%. that's the thing I realize. I agree with you, you, bro. If you can get, if you can fucking steal back yourself when everything's gone wrong, that's what makes that's you. That's when you know. That's what makes really like diamonds, though. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like. All my homies that really got to that high level, millions of subscribers, millions of dollars. It's just, it's oddly similar. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, we're all so different. We all come different parts of the world. 
like you and I are not even from the same country. Like if you, you know, our neighborhoods growing up, it's like so different. Like, but somehow, some way we still are having a very similar story. Like that's, that's what's crazy to me. Um, but yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah. I think it's just, it's fucking entrepreneurship, isn't it? It's like, yeah. Real recognizes real. Like it's, like, it's like all my, all my good mates that even, I don't even necessarily see for fucking months. Like Jordan Smythe, for example. Yeah. But because you're so on the same page and you relate to each other on like a spiritual fucking level. It's like a deep bond. It's like a brother. Exactly. Like yeah. Thing. Yeah. And yeah, that's why like I credit my mates and my network as my, my, my greatest asset because even like you know who your fucking real friends are when shit goes wrong and, and they still fucking believe in you. Yeah. And then. That's real. Yeah. I had homies that really threw down like. Threw down money for me when I needed it to invest in my ads when I ran to zero. Like people that put up like three hundred bucks, five hundred bucks. Like shout out to Zach, you know. Mm. Shout out to my aunt. Like these type of people, they support a division, you know. But yeah, that's besides the point. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. I, I feel like I could. I, I always reflect on like how much can change in like six months or something. No lie, bro. I, I mean, like for me, like the past six months have probably been like the most fucking mentally transformative time because like broke up with the wrong person which is a great decision mm-hmm. went from no idea what the fuck I was going to do next to now being like super excited and passionate about this next thing got like fucking shredded yeah <laughs> I wasn't like fat fat before but I was fucking chubby looking back yeah because you just you don't even realise the habits that people around you can instill if you're not in the right like environment yeah and that, that was the case for me I was living with the wrong person etc etc it's kind of mad. And those actions literally flipped your mind completely. Like, you know, you taking action every day is what made you get back in that headspace of like, damn, I feel good again. I don't think it, I don't think it really was like you getting in better shape or you launching the brand. It's like the fact that she was doing it every day and like putting the work in again. Like you were, you were pushing for it. That's the, at least for me speaking for myself, that's when I feel the happiest is like when I know I gave my best effort for the day. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. one way I've started to look at like life is like, because it can be like overwhelming being like oh fuck you know this is going to take me like five years to get where I want to be yeah but then just fucking win the day that's like the way I started looking at it if you that's win the, the day every day and you're not going to win every day but if you win most of the days the fucking days add up yeah do you know what I mean and yeah. then like a day becomes a week becomes a month becomes a fucking year and then it's like shit I've actually done some cool shit your life is unrecognizable because you put all those days up front in a year you could flip the whole script you know yeah it's actually facts I keep having those moments like I was looking at my I always look at the iPhone memory thing a year ago yeah, today and I was like gets me in my feels every time I know man it's crazy yeah a year is very different from today I wasn't broke or nothing but like it's very different from today mm. yeah yeah for sure I want to wrap things up with a few reflective questions sure firstly if you were giving yourself three bits of advice knowing what you know now to your I guess a kind of 16 year old self. Yeah. What would they be? Probably be patient. Cause like I was in such a rush to be that 18 year old hotshot, rich millionaire kid from Fort mm-hmm. Myers, Florida. Like I wanted to be that star person. So early on, like, and I thought it had to happen when I was 18 or 19, but it wasn't the plan. That wasn't, you know, the destiny uh, that was laid out for me. So yeah, that, um, probably probably like pick one thing or at least like limit your things maybe it was better for me that I tried a lot of stuff back in the day because it showed me what I like and what I don't like 
But at the same time, I feel like if I would have just stuck one of those things and still been doing that now almost 10 years yeah, later, it would have been, that. you know, Gymshark level type, yeah, you know. I've always thought um, but that, again, that wasn't the path for me. So I wouldn't change none of this stuff. But this is just the things I would tell myself. And also enjoy it because, like, it's work at the end of the day. And, like, you're going to keep working for a long time. So, like, just try to enjoy it. Otherwise, it's like people – I'm not rich friends that are sitting here complaining about going to work every day. And I'm like, oh, you're, you're crazy. Like, you're actually crazy. Like, I get it, but, like, you're crazy. Like, your life could be so bad. So, like, just enjoy the whole thing. If you're even editing at 4 a.m. and it sucks, but, like, at least I'm doing this instead of doing something else. Mm. Jet lagged. Maintain perspective. Dude, okay. So, I went I went from Vegas to Coachella to L.A. to London, right? Like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in my apartment for four hours before I got to come to London. I just landed. I'm sitting there like, oh my god, I'm so tired. Like, I don't. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna get jet lagged. I'm like, I stopped for a sec. I'm like, you're crazy. Like, dude, you're about to go to London. Like, you never been to Europe. You just went to Coachella. You met Anderson. Oh, Pack. it's your first time in Europe. In never Europe. been here. Yeah. Oh fuck. So like, I had yeah. to check myself. Like, really enjoy this shit, man. Even if it's hard for you right now, one day you're gonna be rich and lit, and you're gonna be like, man, I miss when I was working in the closet with holes in my socks. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes, like, yeah. there's most beauty in, like, the most struggling times and whatever the time is. Yeah. There's beauty in the struggle. That's yeah. the time. I agree to that. I agree yeah. to that. Time flies, so fucking enjoy it. Got to. That's good advice. Got to. I think on that, I feel like we could fucking speak for ages. This is a super interesting story. Yeah, man. I'm glad you had me on the show. I it enjoyed was, it. Yeah, for sure. Like, fucking hell. Great story. Very inspiring. Um, Actually, one that was the last question I normally ask but I, I didn't ask you like maybe I did no go for it where do you see yourself in like 10 years like is there do you think that far ahead and, and if you don't think that far ahead I don't what Intentionally. about five like do, do you have a it's more like a game to play really you just more than keep playing the game no I'm saying like telling ourselves like where we're gonna be in like 5-10 years is more like a game that we play yeah. like, we don't really know like I changes right like you might have an idea of like what values you're gonna hold and what things you're really in love with, but like at least I feel like you don't really know. Um, but for me, you know, I created more content probably still five years from now. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Like I could be yeah. in five years, bro. Five years ago, I was like in college. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I couldn't have pictured I'd be in London overlooking, you know, whatever this river is called. You know, like. There you go, like yeah. drinking wine with you in the Space Goods HQ. Like, so yeah, man, I don't know. I just take just like one day at a time, one week at a time, one month at a time, you know, and just see where it, where it goes. Otherwise, we might get lost. You just like got to sure. stay focused on what's in front of you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, many people disagree with me with that, probably, but that's me. That's what I think about it. So, yeah, sick. Yeah. I guess with that said, we'll wrap it up. Cool. Super enjoyable episode. We'll link Jordan down there. Um, hopefully, we'll fucking get 100K views on this and we'll start lighting this up. Yeah, listen, I'll make sure you guys are subscribed to this man's podcast. Yeah. If you're coming from my channel, make sure to sub, you exactly. know, and be on the lookout for my new video. I just did a video out here in London with Iman Gatsi. Um, I feel like it's going to be exciting, so still working on it, though. But make sure to check that out. And yeah, for thanks sure. for having me, bro. Yeah, super enjoyed it. Um, subscribe as usual, like he says, share it with the mate, and we'll see you on the next one. Cheers Peace. for watching. Peace.